Score North Download. Declan Goff with Rami Makhlouf and Macho Mackey, I believe. Macho Mackey in studio. Oh, yeah. There he is. Macho Man lives through our, our Lord and Leader, Bill Mackey. Macho Madness is, up, is a go. Score North continues to partner with Ronald McDonald House Charities Upper Midwest to ensure our area children to continue to receive meals and care they need during the coronavirus pandemic. Thanks to Louisa Rise and the Minnesota Twins, one lucky person who makes a donation of any amount will receive a signed Louisa Rise Twins jersey. Your contribution enables Ron McDonald's House Charities Upper Midwest to continue to provide critical services to families dealing with the child's health crisis. Those services include overnight accommodations, complimentary meals, fully stocked pantries, laundry, and more to donate. Please visit scorenorth.com, keyword donate. And guys, I loved how 80s this WrestleMania 2 intro was. Like, incredibly 80s. WrestleMania 2, but the world has come to. Oh, yeah. I don't know if uh, Phil Mackey is still here with us, the Phil Mackey, but wasn't he, uh, Phil Mackey an accomplished saxophone player back in the day? Uh, Macho Mackey played a little trumpet back in the day. A okay. little, little trumpet, yeah. <laughs> the brass section, oh, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. your score North download. Now it's time for a WrestleMania 2 Rewind. Just tooting my own horn. Oh, yes. yeah, going to toot my horn. Rewind Mania every Monday here on Score North Live. Because there are no live sports to watch, we're going back and watching every WrestleMania. We started with one last week. It's time for WrestleMania 2 this week, and we are on 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North app. But if you're listening at one of those outlets... And have the opportunity to stream us live on Twitter, Twitch, and Facebook. It is quite the treat right now because Macho Man Mackie is in full Macho Man getup. The cape, the glasses, the hat, it's all there, and he is in full character right now. And I don't mean to toot my own horn, Mac Love, but uh, I do look pretty good if you don't say so myself. <laughs> yeah. Little Slim Jim, Slim Jims for breakfast, Slim Jims for lunch. Are you going to be speaking? All the Slim Jims. I know you got the costume on, but are you going to be speaking in character the haven't whole decided, segment? Haven't decided. Haven't <laughs> decided. Haven't quite figured that out. His yeah. voice is going to be gone before four o'clock. I don't know if I can do this. I really don't know if I can do this. I need Mackie to come back. I can't do this for a whole segment. I'm okay, sorry. I love back. it, but I can't do this for a whole segment. You guys warned me last week <laughs> that WrestleMania two. Uh, it took a turn from the, for the worse from WrestleMania 1, which we all agreed was not very good. And you guys said that I would be even more disappointed in WrestleMania 2. And I got to tell you, y'all were wrong. WrestleMania 2. Really? Yeah, WrestleMania 2, I thought, I thought was actually pretty good. Now, just to set the scene a little bit, this thing took place in three different locations simultaneously. They were at the Nassau Coliseum in Long Island. The Rosemont Horizon in Rosemont, Illinois, suburb of Chicago, and I saw plenty of wrestling matches in that building. Dude, that building has become legendary I know. for big wrestling events I know. now. I know. And uh, the Los Angeles Sports Arena was the third location and where the main event took place. Now, the, the presentation of WrestleMania 2, the broadcast itself, was terrible. And Vince McMahon and our our guy uh, Mike McGivern, uh, who's uh, the biggest wrestling nut I officially know now, because, and he's going to be sending us notes about every WrestleMania this week. He sent Mackie and I some liner notes for WrestleMania 1 last week, and we were like, dude, this is amazing. Do this every week if you have the time. And apparently he does. And uh, he tells us that 
Uh, Vince McMahon held it at three different sites to make the second WrestleMania, quote, bigger and better than the previous year's event at Madison Square Garden. The WWF had for decades ran two or three shows per night on the weekends. The critical difference that McMahon didn't figure when promoting the second WrestleMania was that when running multiple house shows in one night, there were full shows of six to eight matches. He didn't have to sync up production between numerous sites to show on pay-per-view either. McMahon was surprised to learn that people didn't want to pay full price to see one-third of a show in person and had trouble selling tickets to all three sites. The presentation. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the greatest sports entertainment spectacular of all time. Welcome to WrestleMania. It was tough to pull off. It was obviously very tough for them to pull off to the point where I don't know if Vince just didn't think he had enough announcers for the three different sites, but they pulled in random Hollywood starlets, Susan St. James, Kathy Lee Crosby, and oh God, I'm drawing a blank. Elvira. And Elvira at the three respective locations, and none of those ladies had any clue about wrestling or anything to add or contribute to the broadcast. The broadcast was absolutely brutal, you guys. Yeah, that it, much I will admit. And then they settled in, and this is where next week for WrestleMania 3 and going forward, like they, WrestleMania 3 is when they figured all of it out. They said, let's put it in a stadium. Let's make sure that we've got an actual broadcast crew. Uh, but you finally landed on Gorilla Monsoon and Jesse the Body Ventura for WrestleMania 3. But you're right. This was a hodgepodge of technology. I think what they... This is also up until this upcoming weekend, which is going to be a two-night WrestleMania, Saturday, Sunday. This was the only WrestleMania that didn't take place on a Sunday. And I think part of their logic... So they did it on a Monday night. And I think part of their logic was, let's get the three biggest cities in the country, all of them in different time zones, and basically start off in the East Coast and then make our way to the West Coast and get everyone in prime time and get all three of the biggest cities in the country to, to get excited about this. But um, they tried to sell it as three big main events, and for a million different reasons, almost all of them train wrecked. Can we start on the Rowdy Roddy Piper versus Mr. T boxing match? Sure. Carrying over that feud? Yeah. Because, and, and our buddy Mike, who uh, emailed in his review of WrestleMania 2, nails it in his description. But basically, Rowdy Roddy Piper didn't have any respect for Mr. T because Mr. T had no background in wrestling. And Mr. T was a Hollywood star and didn't really take it seriously. Well, Mr. T didn't really have any respect for Roddy Roddy Piper because Roddy Roddy Piper was difficult to get along with and probably even borderline, if not flat-out racist. Mm, but this, yeah. this was Roddy Roddy Piper's promo leading into the match. He went and got smoking Joe Fraser in his corner. Are you ribbing me? He threw a medicine ball at my belly. Didn't move an inch. I'm down to 219 pounds in 30 minutes. You see, talk's cheap. So you say, Roddy, well, you're sitting there talking. I say this to you. I say, if Mr. T can knock me out in this fight right here, I would not only quit professional boxing, I would quit and retire professional wrestling. I would quit tiddlywinks. I would quit dating girls. What is that voice? That's, that's, not Roddy, really, that's not Roddy Piper's voice. What was he trying there? Because It's, it's his really excited mocking voice. That yeah, wasn't definitely. his voice in WrestleMania 1. That wasn't his voice later in his wrestling career. What the hell was... What was he trying there? Because it's sure as hell was not working. I don't know what that was, but when I heard that, it was like nails on a chalkboard, and I wanted it to end. And I think what happens is, and this was the first prime example, the WWE has consistently throughout all of history, the last 35 years 
They've tried to bring mainstream celebrities or athletes in to get more of a mainstream audience to watch their biggest show, right? Stone Cold Steve Austin and Mike Tyson squaring off at WrestleMania 14. They brought in Floyd Mayweather to fight the big show like 10 years ago. <laughs> Donald and, Trump versus Vince McMahon. Exactly. And all of the non-wrestlers, like as hard as it is for wrestlers to cut a good promo and to like get into the acting and the storyline, for people outside of that world to come in and A, take it seriously and B, know what they're doing in the ring and know how to like make it look kind of real but not hurt their opponent and then to get on a microphone is almost impossible. And so for the first two WrestleManias, the WWF put all of their stock into Hulk Hogan and Mr. T, basically. And this was kind of a a train wrecky way to end the uh, the Mr. T. And then they had him fight a boxing match, not a wrestling match, but a boxing match. And neither can yeah. box. Neither. But, but they probably figured that was they had a better chance of getting was, 15 minutes out of a boxing match than like 15 minutes out of a wrestling match. With was Mr. Mr. T. T that bad of a boxer in Rocky Three? Because he doesn't know how to throw a punch. Like, Mr. T would kick my ass, all right? I'm not saying Mr. T. Even at his advanced age now, Mr. T would kick my ass, all right? So I'm not here to say that I'm tougher than Mr. T or could beat him in a fight. But the dude does not know how to throw a punch. Like, that was... Yeah, but when you start watching those, like, Rocky Rocky won, well, pretty much all of the non-Creed Rocky movies. Like, the first five Rocky movies, everybody was throwing ridiculous, like, make-believe punches. So it's very, very likely that Mr. T doesn't know how to box. And then it just deteriorated, and uh, what, what was it? After three rounds, Roddy Piper gave up on the boxing and just attacked Mr. Right. T. Yeah, and it was a DQ. And <laughs> that was the end of the they thing. They were both legit super tired, though, after boxing for, even like sort of fake boxing for, for three rounds. There were some wrestlers. First of all, the fall from glory for Paul Orndorff to be in the main event in WrestleMania 1 and then to be in the opening match against somebody named the Magnificent Morocco. Don Morocco. In the opening so, match the following year was Don amazing. Morocco. This is a little known fact. Don Morocco, a couple years later, his nickname was The Rock. The Rock Don Morocco. And so, like, when The Rock, the actual Rock Dwayne Johnson came out in the late 19, mid 1990s, late 1990s, he was kind of stealing. The Rock Don Morocco's WWF nickname. Little known fact. But yeah, that was a train wreck opening match. I forgot how much I love George the Animal Steel. That guy is just a joy to watch. He's an actual animal. Yeah, that guy is just so fun to watch. He was eating the turnbuckle. I forgot how much I loved Miss Elizabeth when I was a kid. This stirred up feelings for me about Miss Elizabeth. But this match in itself, between Randy Savage... I believe this was Randy Savage's sort of... like He was the Intercontinental Champion. This was his big splash on the scene, WrestleMania 2, right? I mean, you had had a domestic abuser in Randy Savage. Like, the angle was... He doesn't let Miss Elizabeth do anything. Like, you know, he's like physically abusing her, mentally abusing her. That was a storyline in wrestling. Right. Yeah. Right. And so like easy, but it was it was easy to generate bad guy heat from it, right? Oh my god, this guy's terrible. He's treating this little damsel, Miss Elizabeth, like garbage. You gotta root for the opponent. And George the and Animal then, Steel is playing the part of King Kong, who's infatuated right, with a pretty but like, lady. But yes. George Steele was a was a creepy hairy stalker. So your choices to root for in this match were creepy hairy stalker guy Dude, he or was wife so abuser. Hairy. He was so hairy. That was gross. It was that was absolutely disgusting. This was the Macho Man's pre match promo. George the Animal Steel. By the end of tonight, yeah, by the end of tonight, we're going to go out and talk to you. We're going to say, excuse me, Macho Man, you are the greatest in the world. No doubt about it. Yeah. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> he was he was amazing despite the storyline. Macho Man was an amazing wrestler and entertainer in the ring. Uh who the hell is Corporal Kirchner? Okay. That so, went against uh Nikolai Volkov. Seemed like a diet sergeant slaughter. Yeah, Cor- Corporal Kirchner, the, the WWF ran through a few of these. Like Sergeant Slaughter, I believe, went to the AWA at some point in the in the 80s. And the WWF was just looking to put anyone who was all hulked up into like a G.I. Joe uniform and cross your fingers. He later on, I believe he went to, uh, was it New Japan? He went to a different wrestling federation in the late 80s, early 90s, and played a Leatherface from Texas Chainsaw Massacre type <laughs> character and ran into some legal problems. So that's Corporal Kirchner. Actually, Mike included some Corporal Kirchner facts in the email he sent oh, good, us. good. He was McMahon's replacement for Sergeant Slaughter, okay. not, not surprisingly. Unfortunately, Kirchner wasn't charismatic, couldn't work, and couldn't talk. He was an impossible situation since Vince McMahon was so upset about losing Slaughter, so he was pushed above his level. He was trained by Vern Gagne, got his start in the AWA, was suspended by the WWF in 1987, uh, which Mike says, says something since everybody and their brother in the company were on PE and street drugs and declined to return to the company once his suspension was up. Kirchner would go on to wrestle in Japan and spent some time in prison there for assaulting a fan. There you go. He assaulted a fan in Japan. It's a bad run for Corporal Kirchner. Um, What I thought was, as far as wrestling, as far as pure wrestling, the best match of the night, it was the fabulous Moolah versus Velvet McIntyre. Went way too fast. I thought the re- the wrestling match itself, and there was no story going into it. They just rang the bell, and these two women went at it. But they both showed like some real skill in the ring, as far as, as the moves they were pulling off. It, it was that was an actually entertaining wrestling match from those two ladies. Yeah, the fab the fabulous Moolah, one of the great women's wrestlers of all time. Most people our age and younger remember her, and Mae Young, who was another legendary women's wrestler from like the nineteen fifties. Uh, they remember those two as being part of Mark Henry's sexual chocolate anglers from the late 1990s. <laughs> yeah, she gave birth to a hand. That was, oh, I, I think that was Mae Young that. that gave birth oh, to a hand. Oh, no, right? yeah. I forgot. I had blocked that out. Why'd you have to remind me of that? Rami, I figured oh my God. Uh, your highlight of WrestleMania 2 would obviously be this. Get from there. the Chicago Bears. Listen to that. On top of your couch, like jumping up and down. Fired up, man. Him and Jimbo Covert from those 85 Bears teams. Then they tried to interview Jimbo Covert afterwards, and you were like, oh, this guy is, uh, he has the personality of an offensive lineman. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But I was on cloud nine. I don't know about you guys. I love a good battle royal. I love 30 guys in the ring going at it, trying to throw each other over the top rope. Like to me, that is the epitome of wrestling. That is that is what wrestling is meant to be. That's my childhood memories of wrestling is watching battle royals and 30 guys trying to throw each other over the top rope. That was that that that's what I'm saying. A lot about this WrestleMania I really enjoyed, guys. I really genuinely enjoyed, including the Battle Royal, which Andre the Giant went on to win after he threw both members of the Hart Foundation, Bret Hart and Jim the Anvil Nightheart, right over the top rope. It was amazing. This was, by the way, right at the beginning of Andre's downfall, like 1986 through, I think he died in 1992. He gained a ton of weight between WrestleMania 1 and WrestleMania 2, so he had the big beer gut hanging over the yellow trunks. But, like... 
He was way, still I like under how they the German giant, yellow man. trunks just to make people think about Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> they, they probably had like uh, they they probably had marketing studies that showed yellow is good guys were yellow and bad guys were red, right? Uh, but but Andre the Giant, you made this comment last week uh, when we were reviewing WrestleMania one. If you took no disrespect, but if you took all of the big men that have come since, like Undertaker, Kane, The Big Show. And some of these guys right now, like Braun Strowman, is bigger than Andre the Giant probably uh, ever was. Have you seen that guy swing a baseball bat? Braun Strowman? Yes. Yes. It's amazing. Yeah. But you were saying, I'm sorry. No, I'm just saying, like, like Andre, Andre the Giant was big, but he basically had two moves, big punch men you now, and kick you. Big men now you. are so much more talented as far as wrestling goes. You're absolutely right. And then another match that I really, really enjoyed was the WWF Tag Team Championship match between the British Bulldogs and the dream team of Greg the Hammer Valentine and Brutus Beefcake. Was this before he was Brutus the Barber Beefcake, yes. by the way? Was that a later incarnation? That was a couple okay. years later, yeah. This was, and Mackie, Declan, you guys still watch wrestling to this day. I really felt like when I, I still watched wrestling into my early adulthood. The art of the tag team was something that was lost in professional wrestling. And watching this, I was reminded the art of a tag team match. These were two tag teams that worked in sync as one unit. It was so smooth. It was in and out. It was that that was the epitome of a great tag team match right there. And something that I think has been a lost art in the world of wrestling. I don't know if it came back since I stopped watching, but that was the art of a tag team wrestling match right there. You also had I, I can't remember if he managed one of the teams in that match, but this was the Mr. Fuji era of tag team managers. Mr. Fuji was the best bad guy tag team manager always there to sneak a cane into the ring or some salt in the eyes of the opponents i think you had all these like character tag teams too that we're gonna once we get to wrestlemania three four five six etc where they all were like now it's like guy and guy right and, and sometimes you have teams that are called something but every team in the 80s and the early 90s it was the rockers and it was demolition and they like they dressed alike, even if it was Dominatrix Spikes gear. Um, it, was, it was a glory age of tag team wrestling, for sure. And the agree. wrestling itself, not just the personas. I'm talking about the wrestling itself. What went on inside the ring? There was an art to tag team matches back in this day. And again, I think that's something that is lost in modern wrestling. We got to get to a break, right, Declan? We will. Yes, uh, let's get to the Los Angeles portion and the main event portion of WrestleMania 2 when we return. And then we have a, another random power ranking here on Score North Live. That's all happening next. 1500 Score North. Sports Entertainment Spectacular of all time. Welcome to WrestleMania. Score North live on 1500scorenorth.com, Score North app, and streaming live on Twitter, Twitch, and Facebook, where you can see Phil Mackey in full Macho Man getup. As uh, we are in the midst of Rewind Mania and breaking down WrestleMania 2 for you here on Score North Live. And we're going to do this every week. I have a question for you guys about next week. No more questions. WrestleMania Rewind before we wrap this thing up. But uh, we were just getting to the. Third location of WrestleMania 2, which was a terrible choice by Vince McMahon, but we already talked about that. And the main event portion of the card at WrestleMania took place in Los Angeles. First, you had one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, going against another wrestler who I blocked out of my memory, Hercules. 
Hercules Hernandez. Of Hercules Hernandez. Hercules Hernandez's last match in the WWF was in 1994 against Sid Justice. If you remember Psycho Sid Justice. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was by then he was just kind of a jobber who lost matches to everybody, and he was so fed up and sick of it. Uh, Sid Justice gave him his patented power bomb to end the match, pinned him, and instead of selling it and acting like he was crippled and hurt like everybody else does. He took the one, two, three count, and then Hercules just stood up and walked out of the ring. And that was the, <laughs> and that the was end it. of his WWF career. <laughs> Somebody else who, when I saw him, I distinctly remembered him, and I was uh, I was not happy that I had remembered him. Adorable Adrian Adonis, yes. accompanied by Jimmy Hart, took on Uncle Elmer. Look, I'm a supporter of all lifestyles. Has nothing to do with Adrian Adonis, but just his choices of the makeup, and the get up, Mackie. I don't know what he was going for there, but that that will haunt me. That was that I I woke up last night in a cold sweat in the middle of the night thinking about adorable Adrian. I don't know what was going on there or what he was going for, but it was terrifying. He had a tag team match between the Junkyard Dog and Tito Santana, and then and then we got to the main event. And just like I said earlier, I have a soft spot for a battle royal when it comes to wrestling. I I love a good steel cage match, guys. I love oh, the the old good, school thick blue bars. Oh man, did this bring back old some school memories. cage man? Now you know the cages now are great; they're fine. But like there was something about that loose, like it wasn't even like attached. In, like if you threw someone against it, it, there was too much give to it. But you know, guys still got busted open. And uh, blood was shed in this match as well, but not from Hulk Hogan. And you had Tommy Kong La- Bundy, Tommy Lasorda, Tommy Lasorda as a guest ring announcer. You had Ricky Schroeder as guest timekeeper, which, by the way, a loud round of booze for Ricky Schroeder. I don't know what he did to that crowd in Los Angeles, but they did not want anything to do with Ricky Schroeder. Hogan would go on, despite some uh, broken ribs and a slipped disc in his back, to win the fight. And by the way, his training. Before the fight was one of the funniest things that you'll ever see. Declan, did you pull that by any chance? I didn't ask you to. No, I did not. But him training and simultaneously giving an interview before the fight was hilarious. That was my favorite part about WrestleMania 2, which is Hulk Hogan doing pull-ups with, (laughs) quote-unquote, 400 pounds of weights strapped around his neck. (laughs) And it was very clear. Like, these were those little... Those little disc plates that you yes. put on dumbbells. Yes. And for anyone who's ever seen any of them before, it was very clearly like the the 10 or 15 pound ones that someone hand wrote 100, 100. on the side yes. of. Yes. And he had a doctor there who was telling him not to fight, but then was training him to fight all, all, in, the, all in the same breath. But he goes on to defeat King Kong Bundy after cutting him wide open on the steel cage. Blood everywhere. He gives him the leg drop. He climbs over the cage before Bundy can crawl out of the door. And Hulk Hogan is your winner. And still... World Wrestling Federation heavyweight champion. I enjoyed this, guys. I'm t- on a thumbs up, thumbs down basis. I'm giving WrestleMania two a thumbs up, despite the troubles and the challenges in the presentation of the thing. And yes, all the arenas seem to be emptier than you would expect for WrestleMania. I thought this was actually a really, really good show and made me feel good about wrestling again. I told you after I watched one, I was like, this was not good. I remember this being good. And this was not good. I, I can't. Feel- I can't, in good conscience, give it a thumbs up, knowing what is to come in future WrestleManias. That's sure. the hard part. Like, oh, I'm sure there are better. I'm giving it a thumbs down, just based on my knowledge of what's to come in future WrestleManias. So. I, thought it, I thought it was a great start, and then it just kind of went really downhill after the after the boxing match. I think I saw. I should have researched this, Declan. Maybe you can research this real quick while Mackie does what we're about to do. 
I think I saw a steel cage rematch between Hulk Hogan and King Kong Bundy at Rosemont Horizon on a later date. It's very possible. I, I distinctly remember a cage match, seeing it in person. I was very young, I'm probably six or seven years old. I have a, a, a foggy memory of seeing a cage match between Hulk Hogan and King Kong Bundy at Rosemont Horizon. Oh, you, at a later oh, you were there yes, and you I saw was, it. I was there. Yeah, well, here's yeah. the dirty little secret. What happens is these a lot of these events that take place inside arenas are not televised, especially back in the day when they didn't have weekly TV. And so they probably had this cage match 50 times. <laughs> Throughout the country, yeah. but only once on national pay-per-view. That makes sense. It's very possible. That makes sense. Like I do Sorry to kill your buzz. But. I do stand-up comedy, and while it might seem like I'm telling a joke for the first time, I've actually told it a few thousand times. <laughs> 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 Just to let you behind the curtain of stand-up comedy. Much like wrestling, we try to make it look like it's the first time we're doing that, when indeed we've done it many, many times before. That's part of the trick, is selling it like it's the first time. Uh, Mackie, last week on the show, one of our uh, random power rankings, which are now a fixture on Score North Live, Declan gave his White Claw power rankings with the review with the a new a few new flavors being released. Okay, in the last few weeks, he thought it was a good time to update his White Claw power rankings. And how we many thought, did you go? How deep did I you go? Eight. He had all eight, and it went lime, mango. Wait, number one for you is oh, lime? No, 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 eight no, no. to one. Eight, eight is eight lime. to oh, one. Yeah, jeez. Yeah, rhetorical question, Phil. Uh, lime, mango, raspberry. Lemon, tangerine, grapefruit, watermelon, black cherry. That's from eight to one. Okay. That's Declan's power ranking. Right. I thought you are. And by the way, you can go to uh, Mackie's TikTok. You're on TikTok now? I'm on TikTok as of yesterday. You're a TikTok That's guy? correct. Phil Mackie MN on TikTok if you want to see some quarantine claw bowling. Yes. <laughs> he was uh, bowling empty cans of claw. And I can tell what kind of weekend Mackie had by how many empty cans of claw <laughs> there Man. were to bowl. But I thought, Mackie, with your expertise, uh, maybe you have a better. White Claw Power Rankings. Declan, fire up the Power Rankings music, please, sir. Okay. Any old music will do. Oh, there we go. Here they are from 8 to 1, gentlemen. 8 to 1. The White Claw Official Power Rankings. Number 8, Lemon. Mm. Number 7, Lime. I'm good on both those. Okay. I'm not a huge fan of either one. I'm good with them being down at the bottom. All right. Number 6, Watermelon. Oh, wow. Wow. Wow, I haven't tried it yet, but I'd imagine it's really good. It's fine. I'll take one. Okay. Number five, raspberry. Number four, tangerine. Number three, black cherry. Oh, wow. Number two, number two, mango. And number one, not even close, grapefruit white claw. Wow. That's right. Wow. That's right. And the macho, macho Mackie agrees. Oh, yeah. I got to say. claw. Claw's way to the top, yeah. I'm more on the same page with Declan here. Attaboy. It's okay. More grapefruit claw Attaboy. for me. I haven't tried watermelon yet, but I'd imagine it's delicious. And cherry is, just like Hulk Hogan, still undisputed <laughs> heavyweight champion of White Claws <laughs> is the Black Cherry White Claw. Mackie, thank you for your time. Thank you for your wrestling expertise and your White Claw expertise. Looking forward sir. to WrestleMania three attendance record, oh, indoor attendance record next that's week. That's the question I wanted to ask you guys. Do you want to do WrestleMania 3 next week, or should we all watch whatever WrestleMania it is that's going to be this weekend that's a good and point. review that? Let's let's review the current one, so, okay. and then go to WrestleMania And then we'll come back right, to yes, WrestleMania oh, 3. That's correct. Are we all, all right. Okay, cool. That's what I thought you guys would want to do. Matthew Collar is in for hour two of the show, and are we overreacting a little bit to what's happened to the Minnesota Vikings this offseason? I'll tell you why I'm asking that question right after this. Score North Live, 1,500, 